Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of the Indoor Cats Podcast. I'm your host, Rod Gomez. You can find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Find the show on Twitter at Indoor Cats Pod. We are skirting ever so close to the beginning of the brand new era of the Bay Area Panthers. And I got to tell you, as the weeks get closer, the shows will intensify. But for now, I'm telling you, this is a conversation that I just want to be uh, a standalone conversation. This was a pleasant gentleman that I had the opportunity to talk to. He will be the defensive lineman, one of the defensive linemen, or offensive linemen, or as you'll hear, anything else that the coach wants to use them for, for the Panthers. Uh, and that's Ricky McCoy. And he, again, will be suiting up for the Panthers this season. And just an absolute wonderful young man. And I just had so much fun getting to know him. So I want you guys to get a chance to meet Ricky and everything that he brings to the table before we start cheering for him next month. So that's it. That's the show. I just want to give you Ricky. That's all there is to it. Get to know Ricky McCoy. Uh, figure out what he, what makes him tick. Learn about his football journey. And uh, again, just as we do with with most of the uh, players here, we just we just want to get to know them and cheer for them even louder when they start playing for us. So without any other ado, Ricky McCoy, defensive lineman. For the Bay Area Panthers, here he is. Here's his story. Let's get going. On the line with a defensive lineman, Ricky McCoy. He is joining us by way of California, California native, uh, a member of the Valley. So I I like him already. Uh, But he is going to be a member of the Bay Area Panthers for the 2022 season. So, Ricky, thank you so much for spending some time with us so we could get to know you, so we can cheer louder for you when we see you on the field. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, like I said, it's my pleasure. You're a good California guy, so I trust you. I'm excited to get after <laughs> And not just a California guy, <laughs> but a, a, member, a product of the Valley. So we definitely share that sort of blood right there. Oh, yeah. Love it, man. Love it. And not to mention, Ricky, you played for my favorite college football team, the Fresno State Bulldogs. So already, big ups to you. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that, man. Fresno State. So we're set up and coming. We've been around, but only getting better. Go dogs. You sure as heck have. And and let's, okay, we're going to get into your journey into the, the Bay Area Panthers scene first. But just, yeah. I, I want to know, just from a fanboy stance, like, what's it like to play at that level at Fresno state, because again, you guys have built such a gigantic program there and you just, you see it recently and you, you've seen it in the past. You guys aren't afraid to play anybody anywhere. And, and you just give it your all every single time you step on that field. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just, uh, it's, it's just, it's one of those pride things. And if, if you know, the Valley, you know, the green V that that's what we're all about pride. You know what I mean? We don't, everybody here, you know, we just got that real hard-working mentality to us. So we have a lot of pride in everything we do, um, especially anything that, that concerns the Valley. And Fresno State is, is our staple of that. Um, so, I mean, I just I, – I, I had a blast there. And, you know, I've been um, – I was at a Pac-12 school before. I uh, loved it. It was awesome. I uh, met some of my best friends there. Uh, but there was nothing uh, like playing in the Valley right here in my own backyard. 
Um, like you said, just that, that mentality is just different. We're not scared to play anybody. Um, and that dates back for however many coaches you want to go back and see coach, coach Sweeney, coach Hill, uh, the Ruder, Tefford, you know what I mean? We always try to bring that, you know, step on everybody mentality, no matter what they think of us or what we think of them, we attack everybody the same. It's funny because it's a California mentality already and then definitely heightened by the right. Valley. So, you know, it's just you, you, you combine those two and, and you just get one ferocious competitor. So let's let's step back a little bit. Where, where did football start for you? I know you said you grew up in Fresno, but how did it all get started for you? Uh, so for me, um, just kind of growing up watching it, I won't lie, I, I was that little chubby kid, uh, <laughs> real lazy, loved, loved playing video games and eating snacks all day. Uh, <laughs> but my dad was a was a, was a a really great athlete. Um, so, you know, he would always push me. Uh, he was a hooper. You know, I, I love basketball as well, but football is kind of my thing that I gravitated towards. Um, and I, <laughs> I started off, uh, you know, playing flag football, stuff like that in, in elementary. Um, and then when I was about 10 years old, uh, joined the Pop Warner team, uh, Edison, right here in town, uh, another great high school in the area. Um, that's where I started at, right there, Pop Warner. I remember I was going out there, and I, I was always a big kid. Um, I mean, when I was 10, I want to say I was around like 5'7", uh, like 165, 100, 70 pounds. We had a weight limit, too, that was 165. So I felt like I was fighting for my life every week just to play, <laughs> but uh, but it kept me motivated. Uh, one thing I'll just never forget, um, you know, as a kid, my first day going out there, yeah, of course, you know, I thought I was gonna play running back. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> I step in the line, you know, everybody kind of looking at me funny. I'm like, why are they looking at me like this? So I go, uh, I take the handoff, my first rep. Come back, like, how was that, coach? I was like, oh, that was pretty good. Uh, you see those big guys down there? We, we want you to go down there and, uh, and try that out. So that's where it all started right there. Crushed my dreams and uh, op- opened up another door for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, okay, look, everybody wants to carry the ball, right? I mean, that feels like that's that sort of thing where every kid dreams of either throwing it or catching it or running it. And and I don't know, because I've never personally been able to play. Uh, unfortunately, I was not 5'7", 165. I was more like... Five two and like eighty six pounds. So that that running back run that you would have, I would have killed me. So I just, I basically had to watch you guys play. But I gotta imagine though that when you're when you're put in that situation, was it disappointing to you? Was it something that you kind of looked back on and said, man, or or did you sort of attack it from a okay, well this is a new challenge, I'm gonna do this now instead? Yeah, I mean that's 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 kind of more. The second part was kind of more what it was for me. Um, cause like, you know, flag football, everybody gets to catch the ball and run around, you know what I'm saying? So mm. I, I have my fun there, but you know, to me, flag football is fun, tackle football is more serious, you know? So I could kind of understand, you know, looking around like, all right, I don't look like none of those guys over there. Let me come put my hand in the dirt and, you know, take on this challenge here and learn about this. Did that pretty much set you forward in, into what, I mean, obviously you're playing defensive line now, but what that type of mentality, did th- did that kick start it for you or did it just already bring something out of you that was already there? Uh, it, it definitely kick-started it for me. Because um, being, being in the trenches and playing line, like your mentality, you have to be a different type of guy. And now, you know, we have a whole bunch of jokes about how crazy you got to be to play O-line and D-line, uh, my boys and everything. 
But uh, I mean, it, it's true to a you know to a certain extent. You got to be a little bit different. I mean, you're going heads up with somebody literally every play. As soon as the ball snaps, you know you can't get away from it. You can't run. You can't run away from it. You know you got to do your job. So yeah, it just kind of it instilled those uh, those values in me um, about hard work and just you know just getting after it, embracing it, no matter how hard or you know how how bad you might not want to do it or want to do something else. You got to embrace it and love it. And and that's the thing I think about like the offensive line and the defensive line. I mean, back but what, 10, 15, 15, 20 years ago, there wasn't so much quantification of what you guys actually contributed, right? I mean, everybody knew that you could throw for passes and run for yards and you can you can measure that type of stuff. But what you guys did, what you did on the defensive line and, and offensive line across the way, it was kind of hard mm-hmm. for people to gauge what actually was going on in the trenches other than just, yes, you're right. You're beating against each other. But I feel like now we've sort of gotten to the point where we are understanding now better what, what the defensive line, and maybe that's just because fantasy football is turning away from just paying attention to offense. But, um, as far as mentality lining up against the other guy, like, do you did you care at all? Like, hey, man, these guys are getting all the the stats and all of the glory, but we're over here making it happen for our team. Was there any sort of animosity, or do you just keep going? <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't say animosity, um, but uh, you know, there's always that. Like, hey, you know, I, I want to be noticed too, but um, I guess kind of when your mind is, is, is wrapped around, you know, the aspect of football and you understand and Hey, my quarterback and my running back, know they can't do nothing without me or my linebacker knows that, you know, they can't do anything without me up here up front. And, you know, they kind of reiterate that, that respect and appreciation towards you. Um, I kind of feel like that makes all more of the uh, kind of matters more than, you know, kind of what outsiders think. But nowadays, I mean, you got dudes like like Aaron Donald, who you have no choice but to pay attention to. You know what I mean? He's going to jump out on the film. He's going to make himself seen. And I feel like guys like that and, you know, the crazy freak uh, edge rushers, Miles Garrett, those type of guys, they 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 do a lot of good for us linemen and, and, and drawing that attention in, um, nowadays. So that, that's a, that's a cool part to see. And, but that touches on a larger point, though, and that's the fact that, yes, okay, we as fans watch the game, but you guys play it. And and when you understand the team concept and the just the mentality of being a team, right, that everybody plays a part in this and that, you're right, if you can't get the other team off the field, then there's no sense for a quarterback to be there. You know, again, it's it's a matter of everybody plays their part, and I think that is, is so important to even just carry with you as a human being, let alone a football player. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I feel like it's kind of a, a, a double-edged sword um, for those skill guys. They get all the praise when everything is going great, but man, they slip up. Those fans, you know, the outside people, they only know you, you know what I mean? They see you um, near, you can just be near the mistake and you know, it's on you now to them. You know what I mean? So, and then it kind of goes from, you know, that's where we bring it back into a team aspect. You know, no, it's all good, man. Don't worry about that. That type of stuff. So, yeah, the skilled players, they, they get a lot of the glory, uh, but they, they, they get a lot of the uh, the ugly side, too. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you definitely yeah. Yeah, you don't want to draw the ire of fans, but I tell you, it, it's rough. It's just rough to miss one single play in the spotlight on national television. Uh, I couldn't even imagine that kind of pressure. 
Right. Yeah. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be fine with being that. Uh, hey, what's what's that? The big lineman's name? Yeah, I'll be I'll be fine with that for the rest of my career. Cash those checks, right? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Okay, so you go you go from flag football, and and they say, okay, guess what? You're going to stop guys from running the ball. Uh, to the the tackle football aspect of it in high school, were, were you always somebody who uh, uh, knew that they were going to ascend to the college level and then eventually to the pros, or was this something you were like, okay, this is fun, but maybe, you know, I should prep for something else. Um, I, I kind of always ha- had that feeling deep down. Uh, one thing my, my father always told me and now being a grown up, I, I wholeheartedly believe it that, uh, if, if you work hard enough at something, you will get it. Um, so, and that's something that I had trials and tribulations with myself, you know, being a bigger kid, it, it was kind of, it was harder for me to get motivated. Um, you know, to do all this running and stuff, which I don't, I don't care how fit you are. I, I, I don't understand how people just love to run, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just, uh, I, I, I believed in myself. I had a great, uh, uh, support system, you know, my mom, my dad, brothers, um, and you know, my guys that I, I held close to me and, you know, they kind of always, you know, man, you, you know, you know, you're going to be the one, you know, that's going to do it. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, as you get older, you know, it gets a little more, uh, you know, we get into high school and things like that. And you realize that, oh, man, like this stuff that I was dreaming about as a kid and seeing so far away, like it's right here now. And I have to start making these moves now. And, you know, uh, so it it can get kind of scary. But uh, at the same time, it's it's what I asked for. It's what I always wanted. And and I I love it, man. Just kept going with it. I have a friend whose son is really, he's making that journey. I've watched him from a kid kind of grow up to play, you know, pop war, almost your route exactly. And, and he finally just signed a contract for a, a college, uh, which was exciting for him. But I watched him come up through the, the ranks, and he's a defensive player as well. And I realized that it is very difficult, as we talked about earlier, you know, all of the, the skill players, right? I don't like calling them skill players because you're all skill players. But all of the ones that get the, the right. limelight, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, all yeah. the ones that get the limelight, it's easier for them to, to show film, right? But I almost feel like the defensive players sometimes can't really get the type of attention that they need to get there. So how did you manage to push through that in order to get your film to wind up at Washington? Um, so for me, uh, obviously I I was, I can't deny the fact that I I was, first of all, a guy that passed the eye test. Um, thankfully, thank God, uh, you know, cause I, I I won't lie that that made things a lot easier. So, um, you know, these scouts would come in and, you know, they might be looking at other guys or whatever, but I mean, if you see a, uh, freshman that's, you know, six one, six two, like 250 pounds. And you're going to look, you know, <laughs> and, and see what, what he's got going on. Um, but that's only half of the battle. Um, Cause you know, a lot of people think you can just, you can just be big and, you know, I mean, go to the NFL. It don't work like that. Uh, <laughs> so uh, what I wanted to put on my film, uh, uh, being, being a, a big guy, you know, we have that stigma where, you know, guys can be lazy, you know, things like that. Um, but I, what I wanted to show was just like a, a, a relentless motor and, you know, a guy that was, was going to get after it, a uh, big guy that'll run all the way across the field uh, to go make that tackle. Cause I think it looks awesome uh, when you see just a big guy flying like that. Um, so, you know, kind of those things where I, I challenge myself, man, you know, just keep going. The play's not here. If it's all the way on the other side, go chase it. Um, 
you know, just kind of making those disruptions wherever I can. If I'm just blowing through the line, getting a hand on the ball, you know, things like that, um, they pop on film. So those are uh, some things that I, I, I really harped on when I was uh, in my high school time. And so then Washington saw you, liked you, and, and asked you to come uh, and play for them. How'd that work out? Yeah, so um, in high school, I actually was uh, I was a tight end first. Um, I was just, I've always been a bigger guy, but blessed with really good feet and, you know, hands, athleticism, and things like that. So uh, remember, I was uh, checked the uh, 24-7 sports rankings like every day, like, please let me get on there to not get some offers or whatever, you know, that, that, uh, high school struggle. So yeah, I, I would check that all day, every day. Um, but I started getting some attention. Uh, the university of Arizona was actually my, they were my first offer. I remember it cause I cried, you know, it was just a big, uh, it was just a, a big accomplishment for me. Um, and then from there, yeah, everything just kind of started rolling. Washington was my second offer from there. Um, and kind of once they offered me and I, I seen what they were about and that coaching staff, man, Chris Peterson, I, I love that guy. Um, I seen what they were all about. I was, you know, it was kind of a done deal. I really wasn't too concerned with who offered me after that. Um, I just knew it was a place that I wanted to be. And so you went and then, what, yeah. I mean, what, what about that program got you? And, and when you, when you were there, what was it like to play in a PAC 12 environment? Um, so the first thing about Washington and me is Seattle. First and foremost, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if you've been out there or just seen the, like just the pure beauty that, you know, Seattle is just so green and <laughs> fresh. Um, like that, that was the first thing that caught my eye. Um, and then that beautiful stadium, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's humongous right next to Lake Washington. And one of their pitches is, uh, you know, it's the greatest the greatest setting in college football, and I believe it, and I've been to a lot of stadiums. Um, so they would have fans would actually, they called it sailgating. They would pull up to the dock on their boats and from there just walk right into the stadium. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> Can't do uh, that in Fresno, huh? No, yeah, no. <laughs> pull up to uh, Millerton Lake and then, uh, yeah, drive from there, I guess. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it was just it was just really eye popping, you know. And being from a um, a small inner city school here in Roosevelt, uh, like we, I want to say I was the first guy to even to go to a school like that from there. So it was a it was a big it was a big thing for me. And uh, getting there, the coaches and the players, it, it, it really sealed the deal for me. And um, yeah, just playing in that type of environment, I mean, those are some some times that I, that I'll never forget. That's so awesome. And so then from there though, okay, so you, you go from your mm-hmm. Pac twelve, you head back home to Fresno. What what how'd that happen and, right. and what made you go back home to Fresno? hmm Okay. So um unfortunately, um I had some, some, some family health issues. Um so uh and in, in, in involving my mother and I'm I'm probably one of the biggest mama's boys you can meet. I love my mama to death. Uh <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I was with her, and uh, one of the stipulations of it was she would never be able to come out there and see me play. And that was heartbreaking for me mm-hmm. um, because I was kind of, you know, playing the waiting game. I mean, I was behind, you know, Vita Vea, Greg Gaines, who's playing in the Super Bowl. Like, you know, these are 
really, really like prime athletes. And I was learning everything I could from them. So, you know, eventually I could take the wheel and kind of when this was, uh, when this was going on, um, yeah, it was that time. So uh, obviously I'm like, man, I, you know, it, it was, it was too hard for me to, to be there and then deal with everything going on here. Um, so got in contact, uh, with coach Tefford, uh, coach Peterson actually, um, uh, kind of connected it for me. They're really good friends. Uh, so once he did that, um, Coach Tefford was like, yeah, of course, we, you know, we'd love to have Ricky back. So it, was, it was really a welcoming uh, experience, even from, you know, everybody in the Valley. Of course, they're, they always go ecstatic um, when a Valley guy stays here in the Valley or comes back. So it, it, was, it was a big deal for me. Um, and, I, you know, I got to have my mom at, at every game, which I'm super blessed for. So, uh, you know, I'm just a guy that believes in everything happens for a reason. So the way things played out, I wouldn't want it any other way. Well, she got to see a hell of a first season from you over there in Fresno State. Twelve and two, you guys won the Mountain West yeah. Championship. I mean, what yeah. was that like? Uh, that was the most fun I've ever had playing football, uh, like ever. I mean, you know, just the <laughs> just the success part of it. You know, one thing alone, but just the camaraderie that we had on, on that team, and you know, going out and um, you know getting in shootouts with Minnesota and, you know, USC, you know, like showing that not only can we whoop these teams here in the Mountain West, but we can compete with anybody, just like Coach Pat Hill says all the time. Anybody, anytime, anywhere. Like, that was so true, especially that year. Um, like we won the Mountain West uh, on that, that snow-covered uh, blue turf over there in Boise, you know, so it felt, it felt great handing it to them. And then – uh uh, we got a good bowl game in the Vegas Bowl, played a great opponent in Arizona State, came out with the win, which was just, it was just monumental for our, for our, po- our program, excuse me. And um, yeah, man, I just, I, I still can't wipe the smile off my face when I, when I think about that year. I mean, look, as a Fresno State fan, anytime you can beat Boise State, I mean, I'm already oh, yeah. there, right? <laughs> that, that rivalry, we'll talk about that in a second, but when you beat them, on national television, in the Mountain West Championship, in the snow, in their own world. That was the year that I, I mean, I, I just loved it. I, I, I've loved Fresno State for the last, I don't know, 20 some odd years. So, like, that game right there, that was a hell of a game, and I loved watching that. So, um, kudos yeah, for being a part beautiful, of Beautiful, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, but what about that rivalry? That, that's got it. That's a bitter rivalry, and you, you played through a couple of those games where you won some, you lost some. But, I mean, what do you guys like each other at all? <laughs> uh short 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 answer no uh, <laughs> i'll take it but I mean, still you know we can we, we we can be cordial you know i i got i got a couple buddies that went there but uh but yeah whenever we get into that oh yeah every 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 everything is out the window yeah <laughs> uh i know and i can't there's nothing i can, i don't even like the whole state of idaho i i'm sorry i love you guys but i don't love the whole state of idaho <laughs> just because of Boise state i'm like i don't ugh. That's so funny. Hey, yeah, that, that'll do it right there. There's a whole lot of uh, people down here in Fresno that agree with you as well. So don't too bad. <laughs> and it's weird, too, because <laughs> what else did they do to us other than just, like, not – or have Boise State there? It, it doesn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, again, you played for Fresno State. Uh, and then afterwards, like, 
what happened afterwards and, and how are you now part of the Bay Area Panthers and, and where did that ride? I know you played a little bit in the IFL last season as well. So um, what was your, mm-hmm. your post-college journey like? Uh, so it started off really, really high. Um, uh, I got into the, uh, the CGS All-Star game. Um, which was kind of a, a up and coming one at the time, more, uh, 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 well, for lack of a better word, important now, but, um, uh, I, I got there, uh, I tore it up out on the field. I, I, I met with about five or five or six NFL teams. Um, everything was looking great. I was super happy. Um, then from there, just getting back to training. And of course I was a part of that, uh, COVID draft class. Um, so being, you know, sort of a bubble guy, like, uh, uh, free agency was, was, was going to be my route. And that just kind of put, uh, like a damper on everything. Um, I remember me and my guys were getting ready and pro day gets canceled literally two days before, like we're about to hit the field and get after it. Um, so we were devastated. Um, but at the same time, it didn't just affect us, you know, affected everybody worldwide. So I'm like, man, I can't, I can't sit here and, you know, just complain all day and mope around because it's not just me, it's everybody. So, um, that, that, that was definitely tough. Um, cause then it was kind of like, well, is there going to be any football at all? You know, CFL, uh, canceled their season, obviously IFL, um, no season there. So, um, I mean, I just kind of, you know, put it, put it with God at, at that point. So, um, just training, training, training away. Uh, the next year comes along 2021 and we're starting to see, you know, things kind of loosen up a little bit more opportunities coming guys, uh, you know, me and my agent discussing things. Um, but I got a, uh, I got a ring from the storm, um, uh, from coach Riggs over there was a, a fantastic coach, man. I, uh, I really love enjoyed my time out there, um, which was different for me being from California. The Midwest is kind of a uh, kind of an enigma for me. So when I when I went out there, um, it was kind of uh, it was a different experience. You know, there's not not a not a ton to do out there, uh, but just focus on football, which you know what I was there to do. So yeah, uh, played there O line D line, um, just like I, I, I will be here for the Panthers. Um, they kind of it, it gave me a good start, kind of to uh, to arena football, which was totally totally new to me. I had no idea like how different it actually would be um, because I've seen it before, but never um, was never kind of like a super uh, fanatic about it. Um, I know we used to have a team here in Fresno, but it was long gone by the you know by the time I uh, I was able to to get interested in it. Um, so yeah, just kind of le- learning the rules last year and. Man, I'll tell you what, arena football is different, but it is it's electrifying. It's probably probably the best word that I can yeah, I I can use for it. It's fast paced, like hard hitting, like every stereotype, good or bad, that people have towards arena football, it's that. Uh, it, it was just it was a whole lot of fun. Um so once I um got out of there, uh, Coach Sachere, uh the defensive coordinator, um for us is uh, somebody that I've, I've, I've known for a really long time. He's like a, like another father figure to me, honestly, we, we, we're, we're, we're really close. So once he, uh, he, he got the job there. Um, and obviously, uh, this is the year for the California teams to come back. So I'm like, if I can stay, you know, I would love to. 
So got in touch with uh, Coach Bryant, um, uh, Coach Schaefer, and you know they really liked what I was doing on uh, really liked what I was doing on tape and what I can do. So it was kind of a kind of a done deal from there. I mean, yeah, short story, but a good one. And yeah, we're I'm just super excited to get after it here in a few weeks. Coach Schaefer, he's just so excited to have you on board. I think he's just excited to have football back on board. How about you? <laughs> hey, I, I am with him. I'm with him. I mean, I, I can understand how devastating it was for those guys to, man, get through a whole camp. And I think, uh, was it just a day before the first game or something Literally like the day against, before, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that's, you know, that's, that's heartbreaking. Um, that's like the whole, you know, COVID situation all over again. So hey, I'm 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 right there with him. Juice pumped up, man. L- love Coach Schaefer's energy. Uh, I, I I just can't wait to to learn from him as well as my other coaches. And uh, yeah, go for it again, man. Make 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 some great memories and win a championship. Although, so you talked about running people down on the other end of the field. You gotta love that in arena football. That's not that far to run. <laughs> yeah, see, you know, <laughs> e- even easier now. Yeah, because. Cut, cut in half for us big boys you know what i mean we could we could get more uh more plays in a row without getting winded out there <laughs> so so then my question is it's such a it's known to be such a high scoring league but what i love about the ifl is that it's not necessarily like the arena football league in that like there's not always going to be a 75 to 7 sometimes it is a 24 to 22 you know sort of a, a melee there um but does that does that make it easier for you to play rather than just knowing that on almost every possession somebody's going to score yeah i mean especially being a defensive guy um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that can happen. So, you know, but hearing like, look, they're going to score, you know what I mean? We don't, we, we don't like hearing stuff like that. You know, not if I got anything to say about it type deal like that. Um, but it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, it's, it's, it's challenging. I mean, cause one, you know, obviously you don't want nobody to drop 75 on you like that. Uh, but at the same time, <laughs> the same time you know j- just like that it can happen you know one one little mistake or this guy's supposed to be here and he's not or we give the quarterback too much time and you know any anything can happen and you know that's why uh you know that fast pace you definitely gotta gotta stay on top of and, and keep your head into the game like every second yeah yeah i probably i mean there's no there's really no time off you know obviously there's not ever time off in a football game but as as a matter of catching your breath and sort of saying, okay, yeah. this is this is first down. They they are they're on the opposing twenty, right? I mean, they're, they're they're still eighty yards away. This is like no, they're on the fifteen. That means that they could throw the ball into the end zone at any second here. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. When and when you have those close uh, those close shootouts, or you know, even some like we 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 had a couple games where, I mean, we had huge leads. And, you know, me being, uh, you know, an 11 on 11 guy, I'm like, usually we can stay on top of this. Um, but I learned quickly after one game where we gave up a really big lead quickly. I'm like, okay, yeah, this isn't, yeah, this isn't the type of game where I can, you know, rest on my laurels. Like I got to be on top of it at every second because the game could flip just like that. I mean, I know it's different. I know it offers a different sort of mentality to it, but is it fun? I mean, I, I, I got to assume that it's fun. Yeah, it's man, it's 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 a blast for sure. I mean, just kind of, I don't know. I, I I call it almost like like a pit, like oh no, kind of like a coliseum. You know, we're just 
Like, you know, we're the show, everybody's around just watching, you know, we're close to the fans and, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's really exhilarating. Um, yeah, just the, the fast pace, the high scoring, the hard hits, you know, throwing people into the wall, things like that. Like, it's just, you know, it's kind of almost like that, uh, uh, I don't know, like a game with, with no rules, kind of what is, what it seems like, um, until you you know you throw the structure in and you bring it together and it's it's, it's really a, a beautiful you talk about the fans and in arena football and indoor football anywhere that's not necessarily the big field it feels like the fans are not only right there but you guys actually encourage fan interaction so i mean what what's that like for you coming from a, a place where i don't know that you could interact with the fans as much as you really wanted to but now like that's all you do basically yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, cause it's just, it's just such a different thing, you know? Um, cause you have, you have those connections with the fans and I, I feel like, um, you know, scoring and, you know, just being right there to shake everybody's hand and, you know, things like that. Like you, you get more connected with the community that you're in and, um, you know, in the, in, in the big leagues, you know, NFL, NBA, things like that, there's kind of this like wall in between, you know, the players and the fans and, you know, it can get um, hectic, you know, fights, things like that. But I feel like it's something like this where not saying the fans can just jump out on the field and stuff like that. But, um, you know, when you kind of open that door a little bit uh, for us to be closer with them, it just creates a great uh, just like vibe for the arena. And like I said, the community as well, you know, you go out and, hey, that's such and such. Um, you know, he, he shook my son's hand and it made his day. You know, little things like that just kind of um, they just kind of they do it for me like it's, it's it's an awesome feeling and i know that's something that the bay area panthers and and really in san jose in that market and and the bay area at large really want to uh just foster and build and i think shows like this and and being able to go out and and watch you guys and and shake your hands and that to me that 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 says football i mean i could go watch a pro game and enjoy the game but i want to enjoy the experience and i feel like that's what you guys are going to offer that's what uh the ifl offers and i feel like that's what some of these smaller leagues in general can offer is just the experience rather than just being at the game and watching the game itself right so. Yeah, I mean that's 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 a great aspect for sure, and a great way to put it. You know, the experience is everything. You know, you want your you want your kids to remember when they, um, you know, they got to see uh, Ricky McCoy or you know whoever, and they came up and shook their hand, took a picture with him. You know, things like that. Just you know, you you never know what they could do for somebody. Absolutely, it could produce another Ricky McCoy at some point in time right I mean you know right. you could yeah, have started a kid down his his path to becoming a defensive lineman in the uh in the IFL or even beyond too so uh yeah sure. man yeah it's that's a lot of that's that's really what it's all about for me and that's why I I want to get away from some of the cookie cutter type of of interviews that that most media folks do because I think it's more important to get to know you guys as human beings rather than just watch you guys on the field because I, I, it just brings for me a, a better enjoyment of, of everything that you guys do and just basically being a fan. I mean, I, I'm a fan of you guys, not just the Panthers team as a whole. Right. Yeah, no doubt, man. We appreciate you for that for sure. All right. Well, we appreciate you, and we cannot wait. Camp starts soon. Are you ready for it or what? Oh, I'm ready. I've, I've been training my tail off, um, you know, both sides of the ball. Uh, I'm one of those guys, so wherever the team needs me, 
Uh, I'm glad that they need me there, and I'm I'm just I'm ready to get after it. You ready to move from the the valley, the the heat valley, to the uh, windy cold of the Bay Area? Oh yeah, I tell you what, there's not a better time to get out of Fresno than summer. <laughs> if you if you ever been, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that, man. Let me get some breeze instead of this uh, 112. Yeah. Yeah. No, I believe me. I feel you on that one. Fresno Zoo and over a hundred temperature is not the business. Oh yeah, no, not at all. You know. <laughs> I know. I believe me. I know. Uh, all right. Well, Ricky, we want to thank you for your time. Everybody, make sure that you are following Ricky. Can they follow you on social media, or are you a, a social media list person? Yes. No, they can. They can find me at a uh, underscore Bone Crusher ninety nine with a K underscore after that on uh, Instagram, Twitter. I follow back. So yeah, all at me. All right. Yes, definitely follow him on Twitter uh, as we get to know him as he starts to take the field for training camp and then eventually suit up for our Bay Area Panthers. Ricky McCoy, everybody, on the defensive line, offensive line. Hey, man, put this guy in at tight end. He'll even do it for you as well. Or give him a give him a carry, Coach Schaefer. Give hey, this man a carry. Hey, come on. Come on, Coach Schaefer. The you goal know, line. You know about, let's do it. <laughs> the goal line is big. He can get there. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes, All right, <laughs> Ricky, thanks so much for your time. Uh, appreciate it, and we look forward to watching you on the field. All right, my man. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure to come on. Thank you for having me. You have a great day. That'll put a bow on another episode of the Indoor Cats podcast. I uh, hope you enjoyed, Ricky. I like I said, just a pleasant conversation. Uh, it ran it ran longer than normal, but I mean, that's because he had such compelling stuff to talk about, and we I mean, it was so much fun to get to know him. And I I, I could have probably gone on for another hour with him. I'm sure we had plenty more to talk about, but. I, I guess I wanted to let him get to dinner. I don't know. So thanks, Ricky, one more time for getting to know, uh, for letting us get to know you. And we literally, I mean, I can't wait to actually get a chance to uh, to get to see you in person, get to watch you play, and be one of those many fans uh, that, that doesn't jump on the field but wants to at least jump on the field after it's all said and done to get to know you. As always, again, you can follow this show on Twitter at IndoorCatsPod. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Next week, we'll get back into some nuts and bolts stuff, and we'll also have another interview for you. But uh, definitely just wanted to put this conversation out because, uh, like I said, I enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoy it, and definitely looking forward to, to more to come for it. So until next time, again, with no catchy ending to this, <laughs> whatever. We'll just say goodbye. We'll talk to you next week, and uh, you'll hear us roar even more. And uh, looking forward to this Bay Area Panthers season kicking off. So we'll uh, talk to you next time.